<laughs> the Rogue Scientist Productions presents Pursuing Your Passions as a Bitch. Thank you, and welcome to Pursuing Your Passions as a Bitch. I am your host, Charles Dawkins, the owner of the Rogue Scientist Productions and the author of The World Beyond, an ongoing story on Kindle Vela. With me, I have my guest, X Sane, the are the author of the key to the gate excellent yes thanks for having me on the show charles really appreciate it perfect and thank you for being on our show um no i I always like to start the questions off uh with what kind of got you started in um writing your book Well, I got to tell you, I was just, uh, you know, and I, I've heard this happens a lot with a, with, with a lot of different people, but I was driving along. Uh, it was a Sunday afternoon. I had this clear moment where I just knew that I wanted to be a speaker. Now, I didn't know anything about speaking. I didn't know anything about uh, writing books, um, but somehow I just kind of knew that's what I needed to do. So, I went down to the Speakers Association, um, met uh, someone there who was a veteran speaker, and I asked her, you know, how do you become a speaker? And she said, well, you probably need to get uh, some speeches under your belt. And, I, and she said, but what do you know? And I happen to have done quite a few, you know, I've done some sales for, uh, for real estate. I've sold a number of uh, quite a few uh, homes throughout um you know, in my real estate career. And she said, well, go down to the real estate division and go get yourself a class where you can, where you can present to real estate agents since that's what you know, cause you need to get some paid speeches. So I went down there and I came up with this little one hour class and I went and, and called up a few real estate associations. And I said, Hey, I've got this class. And they, and one of the real estate associations said, Hey, we'll pay you a hundred bucks to teach that class. And I was thrilled. It was a hundred bucks to speak. Right. <laughs> Anyway, we did that and it ended up getting, uh, going all over the place where I did the same class, but I developed it into a three hour class, eventually into a six hour class, got it approved in multiple states. I also, the same mentor said though, eventually you're going to need to write a book. And so I did, I went and, uh, wrote a book, um, which I'd never done before. And so it was a book about business and how to sell to businesses. And it was lucky, uh, was able to get it on Forbes. And uh, that helped and, and, and was able to kind of help me get into speaking around the country. So that's how I started out. No, that's Great actually um, pretty amazing because uh, I, I've been in uh, sales and inside sales. And a lot of my my history in business has been to sell into businesses and um, uh, larger projects and all that kind of thing. So it's, it's really interesting kind of to be able to speak with someone who's had a similar history in terms of business to business sales and, um, trying to do that. So, um, in, in getting into the aspect of being able to, um, 
take your experience and then starting to speak in front of people, uh, what was kind of the first feeling that you had when you you kind of got up there? Did you have a little bit of uh, what a lot of pe- authors like to try to say is imposter syndrome is why, why do people want to talk to me? Why do people want to listen to me? Oh, sure. You know, and I was so nervous when I first, when I first did this, uh, when I first gave a speech, I got to tell you, I was so nervous. Would I tell the stories right? Would I, would I be able to convey what I needed to do? And, and it was really, frankly, kind of nerve wracking. One of the things I think for anybody who's trying to go into business uh, for themselves or trying to start a, you know, writing or an acting career or anything on that lines is this, you're going to meet a point where you're afraid and the only way out is through. I see some people who, who start to do this and they get into this analysis paralysis where they're like, well, I'm going to get read a bunch of books and I'm going to maybe get a bunch of coaches. or I'm going to do this. And there's nothing wrong with reading books and getting coaches. I love, those are great. But there comes a moment where you just have to start moving into the fear. You have to just say, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And the truth is, if you really want it, there's nothing to say that you can't just go do it. I mean, who's to say that, that you can't go be a, an, an actor or to be a musician or to be a writer or to be a speaker? If that's what you know you need to do, go do it. And no one has a right to tell you you can't do it. You can go do it. Um, obviously, when you get to that first point where it's it's a stretch, anybody who's doing something new for the first time or you're reaching out to a business and you're kind of afraid because you might get rejected. And the truth is you probably will get rejected probably multiple times, but to move into that fear and just do it anyway, eventually it does not become fearful. Here's the good news. If you step into your fear and do what you're afraid of, eventually you're not afraid of it. And it's like your comfort zone goes from being small to being big and avoiding the fear. In other words, saying, well, I can't do this because it's really uncomfortable actually causes more long-term pain. It's actually less painful to just confront it again and again, and then become a bigger, uh, have a bigger comfort zone than it is to keep, to shrink down and do something else. So I know that's, I guess I don't have any good news in the short term. In the short term, you're going to have to do stuff that's frankly beautiful and painful. Um, But in the long term, it becomes, it's not that it becomes easier. It's just that you get better. But it, it it really does feel easier once you. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah, and um, one thing that I, I've learned, and you probably describe in your book as well, is that through the process of sales and being able to promote yourself and promote your business, I mean, when it comes to the entertainment industry, like acting, writing, everything else, it's making sure that you are one promoting your business and making sure that you're out there. Um, actually talking about the products or the services that you offer, or at least in the, in the chance of acting and writing is talking about your book, talking about your projects, making sure people know about your projects. But also if you're in front of like a, uh, a higher exec or you're in front of um, somebody who is like, they like to say in sales is the, is the, um, the, the person who, who's in charge of actually making the purchasing in, in those types of products or services, uh, 
make sure to ask the questions in terms of what are they looking for? How can you be, how can you, um, uh, kind of take on that responsibility a little bit, or how can you take like what about you do they like? What about them do they like? What about your products do they like? And try to gear the conversation towards that. And it's it's a huge sales process to um, one step into the industry as a whole and be able to kind of do a lot of that. But it's it's another thing to really take on those different aspects and be able to walk into that. And um, it's, it's great that you were able to kind of take your, your experience, your book and be able to uh, promote it and then get on the Forbes list. Yeah. Let me, let me tell you about that. Well, it was on, it was written by a, when I say Forbes list, it was, it, it was written by a Forbes writer. She wrote up an article on it, which was really nice, but let me back up before that. So you can kind of get an idea. If you're trying to um, get into any organization, so whether you're trying to sell your own product, whatever that is, or you're trying to get in to um, a Forbes writer, for example, or you're trying to get into a business, I just want to tell you one story. Um, I was at a bank and I had this problem with my account. And the, I'll tell you, I'll be honest, this was many years ago, but the problem with my account was I didn't put money in the account when I should have put money in the account and I had a bunch of stuff go through, you know? And so I had a bunch of these overdraft fees. Well, I went down to this bank and I, and I, there was a gentleman there, we'll call him Jeff, who helped me figure out my problem with my account. And I put the money in like I should have before. He waived a bunch of the fees. And when he was done, I just looked at him and I said, hey, Jeff, can I get the, the email to your boss? And he looked at me kind of funny like, well, why do you want the email to my boss? And I said, uh, I'm just going to tell him what a great job you did. I appreciate it. And he, by the way he reacted, I could tell he was not used to this. But anyway, I, I went home that night and I wrote a quick email to his boss. And it says something like this, dear Mr. Branch manager, I had the opportunity of working with Jeff. He was very professional, very helpful. I think he deserves a raise in the promotion. And I, I sent that email to Jeff's boss and I copied Jeff on the email. So I CC'd him on the email mm-hmm. and I didn't t- think anything else about it. It was pretty nice to me. And, and I, you know, sent this in. Well, here's the interesting thing. I came back to that same bank several days later, maybe a week later or so. And I'm standing in line and there was quite a few people in line, maybe 10 people in line or so. Uh, and something happened that had never happened at this bank. Um, somebody came up to me. It was, not, it was not Jeff. It was not the branch manager, but it was somebody else. They came up to me and they said, Mr. Anderson, can I help you with your banking? And I was a little surprised and I said, well, well, sure. And so anyway, he took me from the, this person took me from the back of the line, took me over to a desk and they let me do my banking in front of everybody else. This was back in the days when you had to go to the bank more than you do now. But anyway, uh, he let me, it happened again and again at this bank where, um, I'd come in and somebody would greet me. They'd know my name, which I live in a fairly large, it was, I was living in a fairly large city at the time. And, and uh, so it was kind of not normal that everyone would know your name and they, you know, helped me, let me do my banking in front of any, everyone else. And so you would have thought I had $10 million at the bank, which we all know that I didn't. Um, but it happened again and again at this bank where uh, that would happen. Now, I, 
let me just fast forward, fast forward several years later, several years later, I'm sitting in New York across this, the desk from this high level director in New York. And he looks at me and by, by the way, I do sales. And, and by the way, if you are going to promote yourself in any way, you, you, you know, sales is kind of a negative word. And I agree as you know, but we need to be able to influence others. Anyway, he looked at me and said, you know, you're the only person I, the only salesperson I've ever led into my office. And I was surprised because competition was fierce. And he, to be fair, I think he may have meant about the particular product I was selling at the time. But that's not what he said. He said, you're the only salesperson I went into my office. And then what he said next was really interesting. Um, and sometimes I'll tell this story to people and I'll say, you know, what do you think I did to get into this high-level director in New York? And so I'll ask, you know, the audience, think about it. What did I do to get into this high-level director? Well, I'll tell you, it was almost the same thing I did at the bank. I'd sent this guy an email. He completely ignored me. I called back into his secretary a few days later and I said, hey, can I speak with the director, Bob? And she said, he's unavailable, which is what they always say. And I said, you know, maybe what I could do is just resend the email and copy it to you. That would be okay. And she said, that'd be fine. And then we started talking and I noticed that she was just very, very... um, friendly. She was very professional. She was very, she was kind of fun to talk to. And so I just gave her a sincere compliment. It wasn't me trying to manipulate her or anything else. I just said, you know what? I talked to people on the phone all day long and it's just refreshing to talk to you. You're so, you know, you're very courteous and professional. Thank you. And thanks for letting me send this, this email. And, and she said, no problem. I mean, she was just kind of, she just had this friendly, friendly way of being. Anyway, I sent the email to the boss. I copied her on it. And I actually right there, I said, you know, I'm going to mention that to your boss. I mentioned, I just said, dear Bob, I had the opportunity of, and while she was still on the phone there, I, I wrote this, I typed really fast. I said, dear Bob, and I said something like this. I had the opportunity of working with Janice. She was very professional and, and courteous. Um, I think she's an asset to your team. By the way, I'm going to be in New York on these days. And so I sent the email to her boss, copied it to her. And it was with a sincere compliment. By the way, don't say anything that's not sincere ever. But you know, it was a sincere compliment. She got. I said, "Hey, did that email come through?" She said, "Just a second. She looked at she. You could you could tell she was pausing, looking for the email, and she opened it. You know, and then there was another little pause, and she said, "Yeah, I got the email. Hey, thanks for the compliment." And that was pretty much the conversation. You know, it ended shortly thereafter. I. Uh, if you fast forward to where I'm sitting back in that high level director's office in New York, he's just said, you're the only salesperson I've ever led into my office. The thing he said next was the reason you're here is because you were nice to my secretary. He said, I talked to my secretary more than I talked to my wife. And some of these sales guys don't understand that. I thought that was really interesting. So when you're trying to promote yourself, when you're trying to get yourself in front of the right people, whether whatever it is, whatever, you know, whatever you're trying to do, honey works better than vinegar. It really does. And just being kind, like, I just think it's like the golden rule, which is just treating people like you want to be treated. Just being kind, finding ways to proactively help someone else. That's what really got me in front of this high level director. 
I've heard some people say, if you can't get past the secretary, you should act, act kind of indignant. And you should say, you know, who are you and what is your title and act kind of like you're important. The CEO is important. And I totally disagree with that because it, it just doesn't align with treating people right in the golden rule. And so I would just say when people are, um, when you're trying to promote yourself, when you're trying to say whatever this dream is that you have, whether it's acting or writing or some other entrepreneurial or solopreneurial, whatever it is you're trying to do, just treating people with kindness, with respect. I call it aligning with the golden rule. It's going to get you further than um, not. That was a long answer, but I wanted to. Thanks for the question, Charles. No, of course. And it, it is very important to um, kind of really kind of understand that because, I mean, so much in any industry that you're looking at, whether or not you're looking into um, being an author, you're looking to be an actor, director, anything like that, like you said, uh, a lot of the time there's these, and what it's kind of referred to a lot in the sales industry is gatekeepers. They're the ones who have to, uh, filter out the majority of the emails, the majority of the phone calls, everybody in that aspect, and they get to hear the most of it. And that's, and it's a huge piece to be able to recognize at the end of the day that, Hey, just recognizing their humanity and recognizing everything else will probably work out a little bit better for you because I, I can tell you through the years that I've worked in sales and the years that I've worked in, in the industry along that end, it's been very important, um, to recognize your own, um, style, whether or not it's successful or anything like that, but to recognize it because I've been told every which way in terms of how to get past the gatekeeper, which is in some aspects is act like you have a meeting with the person at, or, or like you said, act like you're a very important person that this person has been wanting to talk to or, or just be belligerent to this gatekeeper and that, that, or, or this secretary. And I don't mean to keep saying gatekeeper, but, um, the, the person who's, who's has to filter out these calls and, and at the end of the day, like you said, recognizing their humanity, recognizing, um, them as just the person that they are and and being nice is going to get you further along than than um just trying to uh like trick your way into a situation it's it's not always going to help you because you, a lot of the industry a lot of yeah go ahead sorry oh yeah no i was just going to say it's building relationships it's it's a lot of it is building relationships No, I really like what you said about not tricking people. You know, there are some people who want to, you have to have some sort of trick to get in. You, you don't want to start on a relationship. I mean, who wants to start a relationship out feeling like, oh yeah, you got into my office because you tricked somebody. I mean, you're starting off on the complete wrong foot. It, if we're trying to, to build a relationship with anyone, we want to have this sense that, hey, I'm trustworthy. We can trust each other. We're going to be straightforward with each other. And the thing that's really interesting to me is this person who got me into this high-level director in New York, it wasn't like his buddy CEO or the senator or some high person in the social ladder. It was just a secretary, and it was just treating the secretary nicely and being sincere. 
And I've got to tell you, if you can treat everyone you meet, you know, some people have this idea that, you know, I'm going to treat the CEO better than I'm going to treat the janitor, or I'm going to treat this, the senator better than I'm going to treat the secretary, whatever it is. If you can just treat everybody you meet like gold, doors will start to open for you. Um, and, and we're not talking about, you know, we're trying to trick our way in or pretend like we're, you know, you can, you know, you talked a little bit about imposter syndrome. Um, let's back up with that. First of all, if you really know in your heart that you want to be an actor or you want to be a writer or you want to be a speaker or you want to be some other something else, you have a right to move in that direction. You have a right to say, hey, this is what I want to do. And, and it's not for anybody else to tell you, you can't be a writer, you can't be an actor, you can't be an author. Now, of course, everyone has to start somewhere. So start where you are and move, right? And just do a little bit each day. It doesn't have to, you don't have to figure it all out in one day. But if you can take that little 1% step each day, you, you know, and you maybe do just 2% more than you did yesterday. You know, you do 2% better than you did yesterday. After a while, you get, oh, you're, you're way, 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 way further than you used to be. Um, and I mean, we could go deeper into this. Uh, in fact, let me, let me just touch on this really quickly. So these principles of like, just being honest, just treating people like you want to be treated. They're, they're not, they're not rocket science but they are the principles that will build relationships with people. They're the principles that will get you um, in. I mean, literally it got me treated like a King at this bank. It got me into a high level director in New York. I could tell you story after story. We're just treating people right. Open stores. And so um, yes, you can be confident. Yes, you can be brave, but don't, don't try to use trickery, be honest and, and align with the golden rule and things will happen for you. No, and I think that that's a great message to come to an end on the podcast for. Um, one thing I want to do is I really want to thank you for being on our show today. Are there any social media um, platforms that you'd like any of our listeners to uh, be able to follow you on? Are there any events that are coming up that you'd kind of want any of my listeners to be able to reach out to you? Well, I do. Uh, I... You know, my name is very unique. It's Xane, E-K-S-A-Y-N. If you if you were to Google that or look it up on only, any social media platform, because it's so unique, you'll be able to find me. E-K-S, capital A-Y-N. Um, you know, I do. I am the host also of a podcast called The Principal Podcast, which um, talks about these principles, talks further about, you know, aligning with things like honesty, like the golden rule and um, being brave, you know being able to say, I'm going to do something that's uh, uncomfortable for me, knowing that at some point in the future, it's going to become very comfortable for me. And I'm, and I'm not going to shy away from just stepping into um, the fear of moving forward. You know, if I want to become an author, I'm going to write my book. I'm going to make those calls and, and just realize that rejection is part of it. Just prep yourself. You're going to get rejected a lot. That's okay. It's, it's okay to say, I might put myself out there and someone might not like me. In fact, it's going to happen. It's just part of life, right? But if you continue moving forward, you'll be okay. So we, those are one of the things we talk, some of the stuff we can talk about. 
No. And um, one thing I, before I do kind of my closing out statements is what I've loved about his message so far, this entire podcast is being able to create those, being able to create those relationships because it's, it's so important because you stop being just the sales guy. You stop being the person who sells that one product, one, um, that one service and you become the guy and it's a it's an amazing feeling to become the person that that some people start relying on some people start reaching out to when they are looking for advice um for me, you'll be able to find us on our website, theroadscientistproductions.com, where we have our merchandise and links to my story on Kindle Vella, The World Beyond. You also have all of our Road Scientist social media platforms, Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter. The best way to support us is to like our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice and let us know uh, how much you've enjoyed our show. We want to thank you, Xane Anderson, for being on our show today. And thank all of our guests for listening as well. This has been our podcast to all of those out there looking to get into a new career in the arts, such as acting, writing, music, comedy, and more. Always remember, pursuing your passions is a bitch, but it's worth it. <laughs>